I'm in my bag, y'all. Welcome back to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I am your host, Jerome. Man, we getting it in for volume number 128 of the uh, Quarantine Lean Edition. Man, coming off of, man, my last podcast probably about five minutes ago was off the charts in regards to the NBA, was what was going on with Calvin Ridley and Brendy Reiner. And man, y'all check that out. Um, I had some really, really dope insights in regards to the NBA um, as well as the NFL trade. So y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all check it out. Download that. 128, baby. You know what I'm saying? We back on it. So I guess if we were to divide two by by eight, two and eight, that equals four, right? And four is a very, very specific number, especially when it comes down to mathematics. Um, It's one of the basis of our numeric system. And really and truly, every, almost everything in the world that's functional is based off of four points. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about a group of symbols, lines, whatever you may call it. And you put all of these things together and what do we have? We have a formation of talent, lyrical assassinations, portrayed in ghetto slang, which equals hip hop, that personifies art, culture, music, and reality. These four symbols make up, are made up of Royster 5-9, lyricist, Joe Budden, lyricist, King Crooked Eye, lyricist, and Joel Ortiz, lyricist. Crooked Eye resides on the west coast of California. Joel Ortiz is representing New York City. Ruster 5-9 is representing the D. Detroit. And Joe Budden, baby, is representing Jersey. Dirty Jers, baby. You better believe it. I didn't really want to put that baby in there, but it sounded cool. All right. Anyway, no pun intended. Pause, whatever, whatever. All right. So check this out. These four members made up a group called Slaughterhouse. And I guess that's because when they got and formed the group, they were going to slaughter the entire hip hop landscape, 
with unbelievable bars, punchlines, uh, double entendres. You see what I'm saying? Everything. It, it, it It was phenomenal. I think, me, myself, personally, it was one of the best formations um, in the mid-2000s um, that anyone could actually, it, it was kind of like off base. Everybody was like, dang, I, I mean, it wasn't really organic, but these people came together and put together an album, Glass House, classic, low-key, a hip-hop classic. Me being a fan of music, I like things that are organic. I like groups that are organic. Outcast is an organic group. Goody Mob is an organic group. UGK is an organic group. The Migos is an organic group. Um, the Ghetto Boys. Is an organic group. Well, not really, because Bush, it was some toxicity, but we'll get into that. You know what I'm saying? Don't even worry about it. It was organic. It worked together. You see what I'm saying? And so did Slaughterhouse. They worked together. But what happened? I think the first chip that fell was when Joe Budden started to decline in regards to his career and stated that he no longer wanted to do rap, so to speak. Maybe, maybe that wasn't even the first, but it was, it was turmoil from the beginning. First, it was Joe and Royce who fell out. They had their differences. Then all of a sudden, they were trying to get things back on track. But for whatever reason, nothing really happened. The hip hop community is really was really looking forward uh, to another album. More like most deaf and and Kali or Kwali. Talib Kwali. You see what I'm saying? That was an organic group. The Roots or an organic group. The Fugees were an organic group. And before I actually get into this, and in all due respect for all of these gentlemen, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to be focusing on what the hell is their problem? What the hell is Slaughterhouse's problem? But let me let you know something, though, guys. Being in a group is not as easy as people think. We could even go way back to the Fugees. Wu-Tang. Woo. Junior Mafia. You understand what I'm saying? It's not easy, bro. G-Unit. It's not easy to hold things together. So with all due respect for these brothers, and I say this 
with the highest, most up respect. Man, ain't nobody mad at y'all. Right. Because at the end of the day, really and truly, I'm a fan of music. I don't give a damn what y'all go through. Put out the art and leave us with a clean slate of not seeing the toxic scenarios of what's going on. So one of my favorite groups of all time, before I even actually get into this, is, is who? Outcast. After Southern Playalistic Cadillac Funky Music, the group started to go in a different area. Andre 3000 was going on a different voyage in life. Big Boy wanted to remain, right? Man, the same with the Cadillac. Cadillac music, baby, bumping in your trunk. Dre was on some more of, you know what, man, I'm wearing turbans these days. I'm finna really get out here and express myself on a fashion level that no one has ever seen. I'm going to basically be this walking and talking abstract symbol, I guess, of self-empowerment or expression. But that really worked with them because everybody respected the certain perspectives from the group. Big Boy was making albums on his own. Dre was like, shit, I'm chill. I'm cool. And unfortunately, Outkast made their last album in 2007. So being in a group is very hard. Ray Shrimmert. It's very hard to maintain. So now, Let's start to actually break down what the hell do I think that's going on. Right now, Crooked Eye and Joel Ortiz is stating that they're going to be making an album under the Slaughterhouse name, up under the Slaughterhouse banner, and it's going to be called The Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse. I mean, man, it's it was getting personal, super personal. I want to start with Royce Five Nine because this dude has the mind of a politician, right? If you listen to Royce, you could tell that if this man gets upset with you, you probably gonna have to fight him because he's gonna box you in. Because he's so smart and intellectual on how he conversates. Right? Listen to him. Listen to some of his interviews or listen when he's when he was disagreeing with Lupe. Just listen to him. I don't even want to say Lupe Fiasco's name because really and truly I'm a fan of Lupe Fiasco. But just listen to him. 
this dude is aggressive. And he's smart and he thinks fast. So when he's explaining his side of things and saying that, you know what? He doesn't want to participate in Slaughterhouse because it doesn't feel right if all the members are not there. Joe Budden is stating that he doesn't want to be there a part of the group. And you know what? In a way, I understand, Joe, because guess what? If you're not rapping, how in the hell can you be part of a group? You're going to be off sonically. Your metaphors and similes are not going to be the same. That delivery is not going to be the same if you're not sparring all the time. So do you want to get in there and get ate up by your opponents? Me, myself, personally, I think that's Joe Budden's biggest fear. That he don't want to get in here with these musical hip hop lyrics, lyricist juggernauts and compete because he is not in form. And Roy said it himself. Joe wanted to come and do this, that and the third. With him to get him back in the in the frame of work. So check this out. So now Joe was saying something in regards to ownership and the deal and this and this and this. And so now that makes two people out. So the scenario is what is or what should Crooked Eye and Joe Ortiz do? Because they're still slaughterhouse. Should they just back off of their career in regards to being slaughterhouse art, uh, uh, artists in regards to a group that they've assembled? Mention. Now we're going to get back to what I was talking about earlier, the four components that made the square, that made the box, that made the house. Most foundations are on a square. It's a big square. It has four points. So if one of the points are taken off, then guess what? The foundation of the house is weak. And that house could collapse and crumble. And this is what we're seeing. So what are the solutions that I think that should happen? Number one, I just think that really and truly Royce and Joe to say, hey, look, we're trying to do this for the betterment of the group. Let's try and do this. We have all the time that we need. Our schedules permit. We don't have to be in the same room while we're recording. And in a perfect world, everything would be fine. But then it came out that none of these people were friends, really, that Royce and Crooked Eye were cool. Joe Budden and Royce are really not cool. And we all know from the interview that was done, Joe Budden and Joel Ortiz are definitely not cool because I think Joe Budden allegedly invited this man to his private parts. And that's a no-no as a man. And I'm going to tell you, Joe Budden, allegedly, if you did that, you were wrong. So that's toxic. 
it's over with. The group is broken up. So now Joe and Royce are having problems with them using the word slaughterhouse. I guess they mad. And they're throwing politics and bullshit into the game. Because they're saying, look, you guys are profiting off of something that all of us made. You can't do that. My thing is, is, hey, look, man, if you all are concerned about the profits. Then why don't you guys agree to a certain amount of money, especially if Joe or if if Ortiz and Crooked is doing 100 percent of the rapping, which this is all fact. Then why can't you guys just say, hey, look, whatever merch you guys sell, whatever type of distribution that you get, regardless of what's going on, me and Royce, we get 5% of that. We're going to sit back and chill. We're going to let y'all do y'all thug fizzle. We're going to let y'all do y'all thing. And y'all get out there and rock it out, bro. You know what? We don't like the shit, but y'all trying to push the, the movement forward. This is what it is. That's what I think. That should happen. But now, I've been having conversations on um, on social media, on um, YouTube, and a lot of people were saying, no, nah, bro, you can't really do that because, you know, other groups, when they break up, I mean, shit, they didn't, they didn't go ahead with the other people. And I'm like, shit, bullshit, they didn't. Slum Village has replaced a couple different members. public announcement back in the day replaced a couple of different members black street replaced a couple of different members this happens all the time in music believe it or not even the ghetto boys hell at one point in time they had fell out so bad to where she willie d was out of the group Big Mike was in the group. These are all facts. All fact, baby. Or was it Bushwick Bill? Either way, Big Mike was in the ghetto boys, bro. Real shit. You see what I'm saying? So I don't I don't I don't feel as though that they playing the game fair. And I feel as though that there's a certain level of pettiness that's involved. Think about this, right? Royce, Royce had been trained to produce. Who was it? Primo or DJ Supreme or DJ Premium? Hell, Royce formed another group outside of them with the producer from New York. I forget his name, though, and I shouldn't. But I'm just going to have this in a minute here. DJ Premier. DJ Premier. 
they did an album together. And on top of that, DJ Premier was giving Royce the game in regards to producing. Do you know how dope it would be if Royce was also involved in producing Slaughterhouse? It would be fantastic. Do you know right now in the game, I would say one of the one of the most talented places that has the most, and I mean the most undiscovered talent and maybe once every 10 years, maybe 15 years, a new artist comes up. It's Jersey. It's Jersey, man. I'm not exactly sure what's going on with Fetty Wap in his case, but Fetty Wap was the last guy to come out and then he got into some trouble allegedly with the feds. They need somebody, a representative like Joe Budden to say, hey, you know what? Even if Joe would have said, you know what? Hey, look here. Even if Royce would have said, hey, look here. Check this out, man. Detroit too. It's tons of talent in Detroit. Out, way outside of Big Sean and T Grizzly. This was another opportunity for them to say, you know what? Hey, look, check this out. Y'all want to push the Slaughterhouse brand, right? I got a couple young bulls here, right? We'll agree to let you guys move forward with the album. We just want three features, three collabs on an upcoming young bull that we pick. And it has to be in the album, on the album. That's another way that they could have did it. And to me, even though I have respect and love for these people, fam, to me, they coming off as being selfish. Do I agree with the title? No. But y'all don't, y'all all, all on social media talking crazy and doing all of this. Man, it's corny, B. It's corny, bro. Get it together. At the end of the day, y'all don't gotta be friends, but this is business. Work it out. Because right now, it's seeming as though Y'all on some new edition shit. Candy girl. Like, seriously? Sit y'all ass down somewhere. And it's not as though that these people are young. All of them are over 35. Come on. And it's not even about the fans right now. It's about ego. To me, myself personally, 
I think that Joel and Crooked Eye wants to maintain the name because they already know how much time that it took them to submit something in hip hop that has notoriety. They could come out with another group, Crooked Joe, meaning Crooked Eyes and Joel Ortiz, but I mean, who's gonna, this is just an example, but who's really gonna follow that? Oh, Slaughterhouse is coming out, what? Damn, y'all think Royce gonna be on there? Y'all think they're going to do a remix and shit? Like, that's what we really want to get into. Because we love drama every once in a while, but this is embarrassing. This, this is not what it's about. When you all have the ability, the blessed position to be able to feed your families for years and years to come. This is generational wealth. This is the lick. What are you guys thinking about? And I know that I've been putting a whole lot of the blame on Royce and Joe. But here is the return part. Hey, man, check this out. Did y'all even run this past Joe and Royce? Crooked and Joe, Joel? Did y'all even run this past them to begin with? Did y'all say, hey, yo, we finna do this, man. Y'all think this title cool? Is it gonna be all right? So now y'all just out here on some rebel shit. Y'all didn't discuss nothing and try to put nothing in, in, in writing to say, yo, you know what? These are going to be the splits, bro. You know what? If we going, you know what I'm saying? If y'all change y'all mind, y'all come out and do the show, bro, with us. You know what I'm saying? This, that, and the third. These are going to be the splits. This is how we finna get paid. We understand y'all got respected careers and y'all doing this and this and this. And y'all may feel this way, but this is what we want to do right now. Was that cool? See, we have to think about this because I said it's four. I was only discussing two because these were the things that was glaring at me because these are the people that's not rapping. Royce and, and, and Mr. Button, Mr. Podcast. Mr. I created another lane for myself. The second coming of Jay Dilla. Russ 5-9. I know this is a stretch, y'all. Hey, hey, much love. You know what I'm saying? Much love to the D, man. I love Jay Dilla, man. One of the one of the best producers ever. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just, I'm just trying to speak out because I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated and I'm angry. Um, because I hate to see bullshit get put in the game and it's holding and it holds people back. I think back in the day. One of the main, one of my main groups, and this was a female group in Vogue. I think they broke up because of there was a it was a group dispute. The same thing with Escape. 
It was a group dispute. And guess what? These things don't mend themselves. These people are still not doing shows together. It took New Edition damn near 25 years to get back on a a good page. They was out in 86. And I think they did a reunion in 2006. Yeah, these are all facts. And they were uber talented. Come on, y'all. Imagine where their careers could have been now. Because I don't give a damn what nobody say back then. And, and I'm going to get back on topic. But damn, Ralph, Ralph Tresvant was a monster. All of these. And you can't you. You have to understand. You have to keep it together. So. So here's my solution, right? I'm going to get back to my solution. If you want it. What is it that they really care about? Because you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. It was really, really and truly painful to listen to the interviews. I didn't want to hear. Because it was personal. It was petty. It was. uh, It was low, low down. Then you constantly hearing, you know, can none of these people just talk civil? Like, and I'm asking myself, damn, Joe, what the hell are you so mad for? I'm really asking myself that. We're going to start calling Joe the bag man. Because whenever there's something successful going on and Joe is a part of it, make no mistake about it. Somehow, some way, there's going to be a technical difficulty. And Joe is going to make it about himself. It's not. Royce is speaking from pride. Come on, man. And really and truly, Crooked Eye is trying to play innocent. You're not. And Joel Ortiz, really and truly, you're trying to say this all about the music. But you are also being disrespectful as well. So I say this, if they go out on the road, I think that they should agree to change the title of the album. Number one. Number two, I still think that they should stay Slaughterhouse. Number three, if they're going to be selling any type of merch, I think that the merch should be split four ways. 
in different percentages. The bigger percentage is going to be going toward Crook and Mr. Ortiz. And the lesser is going to be split between the two of Royce and Joe for the first run. But this can't happen all the time. You guys are going to have to push the brand because right now all the marketing and everything is coming from Crooked Eye and Mr. Ortiz. Moving forward, if you guys don't want to be a part of this monetarily, then hey, check this out. Let us buy you out. We could get our own deal. We can move forward. You guys have the cash. We paid you up front. There's no reason to, you know, what I'm saying the whole Sour grapes or have bad feelings. If you guys would like to renegotiate and get back into the deal, right, we may be open to that, but we can't promise you that. But we're damn sure not going to sit on our ass and watch this damn brand just sit here and collect dust. And now there were two. So y'all chime in. Y'all let me know what y'all think on how the group as a group, the four members of Slaughterhouse should handle this responsibility in regards to how they move forward in the future. Are they getting money together? Do they dismantle? Should they work things out on a business level? What should happen? This is the type of heat that we come up with on the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. And I know, you know what I'm saying? I got some haters out there. Hey, man, go somewhere and eat chicken feet, bro. Straight up. Eat a chicken feet. With no seasoning, by the way. That's only been boiled for five minutes and 30 seconds. I'm going to holler at y'all. Y'all follow me. Um, Rome Empire on Twitter. All right. On um, Instagram at uh, Virtual Hustle 77. On Facebook, Jerome Thornton. Facebook, Thornton Media. I'm going to holler at y'all, man. One time. We out. Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast number 128.